0: Your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 87 of That Scale RC Show. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, alongside with Jay and Travis, and it's a miracle we have Travis back for once.
0: (laughs) I was waiting for that. Yeah, it's (laughs) been like a month.
2: (laughs) Did you miss one or two episodes?
0: Well, I technically missed one, but me being gone, I think, resulted in about three shows not happening
1: well it's not just that i had to do axial fest you know um oh that's right you know oh yeah Yeah. and then before that
2: we had elliot yeah we had
0: elliot yeah because i was gone for one week and then i think that was the week you guys recorded with elliot and then which was so funny listening to that show on my drive up because like it really did just sound exactly the same as before i came on here like down to the editing and noise and everything, it was hilarious, weird, so yeah, it was really strange <laughs> listening to it, um, but it was cool, um, and Elliot did a good job filling in, and I'm assuming yeah. you recorded Dad, I did, you did. You got up halfway through every sentence you said and walked away from the microphone, I think. But beyond that, it was a pretty good show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember,
2: honestly.
1: I, I don't even remember that.
0: It's, I, I don't know how it happens. And I, it's kind of funny that no one said anything about it either because this is how the old shows used to go too, is that like for whatever reason, your volume would just slowly start going away Partway through whatever it is you're saying,
2: and Weird. I wonder if it's because I'm like leaning back in my chair or something.
0: Maybe may I don't know, but it was like I would I was sitting there with my hand on the dial and the car like turning it up and down as I needed to <laughs> throughout throughout whatever it was you were saying. So it was pretty funny to listen to. It was good as you guys were talking about um, where you guys had gone. I was actually driving past the exit to get to that place on I-5, so it was good. It, you guys made my powerhouse trip home a
2: lot easier oh where we went as far as the, yeah what was it Oakville Park Bouncer race yeah yeah oatmeal Washington oatmeal <laughs> oatmeal slash just I minor. figured out it's basically an ampm off the side of the freeway that's that's, that's really the funny. town of oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny yeah <sighs> Yeah. I got to figure out where we're going this next time. It looks like it's out in the middle of nowhere. When is that? Is that the weekend after this one? Uh, yeah, the 7th. Okay. I got to put a brushless setup in the Rift because I'm not putting myself through that goddamn Spectrum Electronics that thing again. <laughs> oh, I have never, ever had such a terrible time trying to drive something sensorless is definitely not the way to go
1: yeah hi yeah i'll yeah. get into that that's kind of the reason why i think i had a hard time with the um rock bouncing competition but because it's, it's completely can... unpredictable throttle like it's it'll <laughs> we sit there can get and into that.
2: sit there yeah and we can get into that later. no i want to get into it now
1: <laughs> oh okay
2: I I I think I've said said my piece and
0: all of that. I will get in trouble. I
2: I feel like no matter what I say, I still can't convey how much I dislike it.
1: Hmm.
2: Like, I could talk about it for the next six shows and I still don't think it would get my point across. (laughs)
1: We'll start talking. We'll see you six shows later. I can't, yeah.
0: I can't say anything about it, because... I mean, I'm like, I'm like holding myself back from getting into that whole conversation. So,
2: yeah, I'm not so good at that.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, do we want to open up talking about Axial Fest or how do we want to do that? Because.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I don't mind. It's up to you you guys. How do you want me to get it over with? Get it over with.
0: (laughs) I'll <laughs> well, fill us in because we weren't, we weren't there, you know? So yeah, we no, he was
1: the so, man on the site. Yep. So, um, this year was definitely like, it brought back a lot of memories. Like my first year I ever went, cause my first year ever was 2014. Um, and it was super small back then, you know, it was, I think there was maybe four or 500 people, Um, That year and this year, I'm not 100% sure how many people were there. I want to say there wasn't more than 700, I'll put it that way. So, like I said, if they, if it maybe 500, I'll I'll say 500 just to keep it, you know, even I don't think they've ever actually announced either how many attendees actually showed up. But um, yeah, it was super small numbers, which kind of blew me away because for once you went out on trail and you really didn't see anybody else out on trail like you'd see one or two other people but that was it it's not like years past where you know you're out on trail and there's like you keep running into groups of you know people that are like either repairing something or bottlenecked or whatever so that was kind of so that was kind of cool for the bottleneck you know factor there wasn't a lot of bottlenecks and everything um it was definitely hot uh definitely drank a lot of water gatorade anything with electrolytes in it um and then saturday was smoky uh, there was a there was a couple fires going on up there um oh really yeah so actually it's kind of crazy so when we're up in auburn we are actually at this uh place or this i don't even know which one community called lake of the pines it's like their own little community inside like the auburn area and it's on highway 49 so what we typically do just because it's easier then having to backtrack out to 80 i usually take 49 which eventually turns into highway 20 then highway 20 dumps you right on uh highway 80 about like an exit or two before uh cisco grove so i just do that and then keep going and you're there donner like i said 45 minutes to an hour if that well friday morning we headed out that way and we were actually out on, trail. I think we were on trail when we got the notification saying there was a fire um, on Highway 49 right around the area where it turns into 20. So I'm like, well, it looks like we're not going that way home because it's going to be a mess. So there was a fire out there. I think it's under. it was under control. Then there was another fire, kind of the, the one that was messing with South Lake Tahoe. And I think that one blew in because it was pretty nasty. I mean, when we were headed up Saturday morning, when you were going, when you are on eighty, normally you can see down the valley into the trees and everything. You couldn't see anything. It was just a wall of smoke. So it was actually kind of like trippy. We were like, "Oh, we, you know, I wonder if they're gonna allow us to continue." But then we got up to Donner. It was a little clear, and then by like noon, one o'clock, it, like the smoke was gone, which then let the sun in, which now you're standing in blazing sun, but better than the smoke so um yeah what else so friday was pretty cool uh checked in uh actually had a surprise from michelle at 6 30 in the morning when we were uh, getting ready to go she actually wanted to tag along so she drove her jeep so she could leave at lunch because she was like i'm not staying the whole day so she actually went did like 100 150 gates with us um we had thomas from uh, mks he was out there Uh, So I lent him the Deadbolt 2 with the wrap that I just put on. And yeah, pretty much a bone stock rig other than MKS Servo. And that thing kind of just goes everywhere. Um, What else? That was pretty much day one. Day two uh, went back. And like I said, Smokey let uh, my boss borrow that Deadbolt 2 again. So he probably put it through another like three to f- probably about 300 gates or so. So that rap took a beating um, <laughs> and it's, and it's still holding up. I mean, it's a little scuffed up for my liking, but can't complain it. You know, it's all there. It's not like anything's missing. Um, and then what else did the rock bounce competition? Um, so picked up a, which I probably should get out of the way picked up a Rift from Dan Sutherland. He reached out to me and asked if I wanted to buy his Rift off him. So I met him Thursday night on the way up to Auburn and picked that up off him and just needed, he kept the remote and receiver. So I just had to put a receiver in it. And Thomas gave me a HBL 3850, big old monster 700 ounce torque servo for that, um, which is part of the X8. Uh, lineup so it's got the eight millimeter output horn so you have to put the custom mks mount or servo mount on that the one that bolts on um kind of looks like a hub that thing is huge it looks burly dude i was well it's funny because at first i'm like well i guess i'm not running the servo saver and thomas goes well you don't need a servo saver with this baby and i was cracking up so, Because he's got an Australian accent, so to hear him say it like that was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, no, he wasn't lying. I adjusted all the endpoints so the horn wouldn't hit the diff. And, yeah, I mean, that thing, I beat on it for a solid five, ten minutes. Didn't nothing. I mean, that thing handled everything like a champ. Um, I did not finish DNF'd. For that event, uh, because right when you got out of the first obstacle. So, if anybody wants to kind of watch a pre or I guess like an overview of what happened, um, go on Axial's Axial Racing's Instagram. They have a video they put together of like all the highlights of um, the rock bouncing. Uh, I think it's like a minute and a half, two minute video. Uh, Basically, there was like this pit in the at the front, like the beginning of the event and you had to go up, get out of that. Then it kind of tabletop was flat. Then there was like this, like maybe a foot to 16 inch tall, like kind of like rock face that you had to come up over. Then it flattened out again, went to another one that you had to go up and over. But if you couldn't, they called it the Sissy line, which was off to the left. And that was kind of like an easier line that went up and around that, and then just pin it in through the little um, finish line. And that was the course. Well, my problem was um, I watched the first couple guys go. So I kind of got, and I, well, I was number six in the lineup. So I was able to watch some of the others do, uh, you know, like what to do, what not to do. So I kind of got the gist of, okay, we should go this way, follow this line to the right, and you should be up and over, no problem. Well, you're also standing in a driver's box. So you're not behind your rig. You're on this, well, first it's coming at you then you're standing alongside of it, then it's kind of in front of you. So that's the best way to describe it. So it's coming at you, you get up over the the pit, that flattened area. When I was giving it throttle to try and hop up over it, it ended up launching me backwards and on my lid and being the fact that that factory setup has that delay lockout from forward to reverse, you can't do the violent rocking back and forth and then spinning it to flip it out of, you oh, know, back sure. onto its tires. So I basically just turtled out and just, that was it. So they count five seconds, and which was pretty cool. They count five seconds. If you can correct it, get back on your wheels, you're good to go. Keep going. Um, and then obviously it was uh, the best time. Um, and there was two classes. There was stock class and there was the open class. Sorry, did that? Did you guys hear that? Uh, you're all good. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, I have the door open because it's hotter than hell in here. But anyways, <laughs> so um, there's two, two courses, op- Unlimited or Open and the Stock Class. So Stock Class was you basically did not touch anything on the rig, but they said servo upgrades was acceptable, which I thought was a little weird. So I still fell in the stock class. Then there was the open class, which was if you messed with the shocks, electronics, axles, all that stuff. So I believe in the open class, of course, 801 took it. Um, If I'm not mistaken, um, Mike Thompson took first place. Nice um he got up that thing in 44 seconds. Whoa. That's, crazy. that's when we that that's when we kind of knew that everything it was it was over. We were like, uh <laughs> all right, you know, there's there's no one's going to um, you know, no one's going to top that. Yeah, that dude's a wheel. And then of course second place was uh Jeffrey Zinger. So uh 801 crew definitely took that one i think he was like a minute 20 or something like that at least when i was still there that's what that's what it was because we decided you know which i wasn't paying attention to at the time probably because of the the heat um i was like uh yeah i don't think i'm gonna beat the 44 seconds so i just picked my rig up and said hey let's go you know let's go have fun and play with the rigs ourselves but thinking back on it now, if somebody in the stock class actually just finished, you probably would have placed because I think only like six rigs actually finished finished the course, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow! So, it's fun though, huh? Dude, it's a lot of fun. That rig's different, and for me, not being a driver, um, I'm just you know like it's still something I got to get used to and I got to learn. So. But other than that, you know, uh, I really like the car. I mean, I was impressed with it cause I, you know, I got to actually check it out too for the first time. Um, because I didn't really, you know, like I didn't really have a chance. Like I got the rig Thursday night, Friday, I was at Axial Fest all day. And then that night I got to kind of work on it and put the servo on it and all that stuff. So that was like really my first time getting to, you know, see it and check it out. So, um what else uh yeah so i mean it's pretty cool i actually thought it was pretty impressive that they came with that stamp steel diff cover yeah that is cool um but what else yeah so that's uh that's it so so far it's stock i think what i might mess with the stock shocks what i might do is i might do like either an internal limiter or something like that just to kind of lower the ride height a little bit just because it sits very tall and I think that's some of the problem. Um, yeah, definitely. From other people I've talked to, the sway bar helps a lot. Yep. Um, so I know those are two things I'm definitely going to mess around with. Um, but yeah, I'd love to play with it. Actually, the guys at our job site, um, they know that I got a rift. Uh, we are talking. They're RC enthusiasts as well. And I brought it with me to the job site yesterday, and they checked it out. Um I might bring it back with me on Friday and like shred the the dirt yard area um, after work. There's some rocks and there's a big old dirt pile because they've been excavating. Um, well, not really excavating. It's more like they've been unearthing so they can do a bunch of uh, pipes. So it's a bunch of trenches. So there's big piles of rocks and crap. So I might go mess around with that.
2: Um, all right. All.
1: But what else? Oh, sway bar helps a ton. The other big thing was I got to test out. um, I pulled the trigger and I got one 4,000 milliamp max amps 3s battery. And I do got to say, I'm I'm pretty impressed with the overall runtime and just like the quality of the battery and everything. I'm used to my cheapy Venoms, and now running that, you're kind of spoiled. They're all soft packs, right? You can get them hard pack. Max amps ones, I believe so. Oh wow, I'm gonna look it up right now. But I'm almost positive. I do know that you can get. Um, you can add a. They call it something. Something skin. Yeah, hard case lipo packs. Nice. I did not
2: know that.
1: Yep. They're expensive, but yep.
2: Yeah, their stuff's bendy. They're what? Washington or Idaho? Something like that. Who's that, Venom? Um,
0: No, uh, Max Amps. Oh, Max Amps. Yeah, they're over in Spokane.
2: I think Venom's Idaho, isn't it? something like that
1: idaho know. or Western washington idaho or spokane yeah but yeah so i mean uh let's do this i'm just gonna look it up real quick um there's a thing that they call it i'm just gonna pick a random battery and just So you can add, I believe. Where is it? No, those are all the hard case. I just want the normal one, like I have. So yeah, you can do you can do a um, built-in. You can do a built-in skin. it's shrunk onto the pack. It's another five bucks, or you can do just the shrink wrap only so yeah so they they have some sort of wrap for it but they also do make the hard packs so nice but anyways yeah so i gave that a shot uh ran it the whole weekend pretty impressed i might have to order a couple more batteries as you know my budget allows because i think because i bought that four thousand milliamp and i think shipped to my door it was like
0: 125
1: so but i do got to say it's pretty interesting when you get a battery from them. So being that it was my first battery from them, kind of like not knowing anything going into it. So when you get it, um, it's in a box. And then when you open it up, which I didn't know, I think Tim just did a video announcement over the weekend. But my, I got my battery like a week and a half before Axial Fest. It comes in this metal aluminum box that's all padded you know and that's what it comes in and you're like i'm like well see there's got to be a price point right there what does that that cost to make you know and you pull it and it slides out and it's got all the stuff inside um then they also have a little business card and there's like a there's like eight or nine different tests or quality control things that they check before it goes out and it has the person's initial next to each one of them so i mean it's pretty you know, like, it, you definitely are getting what you're paying. Like, you're paying, you get what you're buying. You right. get what you're paying for, you know? Um, it, like, you're paying the premium, you're getting a premium product. It's not like paying a premium for, like, Coors Light. You're actually getting, you know, a high-quality product. Plus, the cool thing is, like, I like, for instance, in the the Rift, I think that battery does really well too because it's 150 C discharge rate. Whereas like most of your batteries, like your average cheaper batteries, like my venom batteries, they're only like a 30 or 35 C discharge rate. So, you know, you get that punch out of it. So like something like the rift really thrives on that battery. Oh yeah. I bet. So, but yeah. So anyway, so that was that. Um, yeah, that you was see, it. You got to the, see the new Bronco? I got to see the new Bronco. That thing is super detailed, and I know we didn't get to talk about that uh, the week that I was leaving for Axial Fest. I had so much to do Wednesday night because I was like, all right, I know Thursday after work, I'm getting off work, and I'm heading up to Auburn, so I need to get everything done. I had laundry to do. I still had, I still had the bumpers to finish welding from scale metal supplies. I mean, I was running out of time on everything. So I just had to try and get everything done. So I don't like to normally cancel or postpone the show, but I had to. So, um, yeah, but the Bronco, that thing is so detailed. It's unbelievable. I mean, the fact that the tube doors swing open, the fact that it's got a full interior, that's like another thing that just blows your mind because it's like, you know, Axial, other than the Wraith, has never really had a full interior. It's always been a half interior, so right, like on the JK and the JL, exactly. So the fact that they have a full interior, that's pretty impressive. Um, just the level of detail on this rig, and the fact that they went to the offset non-portal axles, that's like the icing on the cake. They, it's like they listened to the average person. Now, if yeah. you're somebody who wants the performance, you know, you want the portals, I get it. You're going to be upset. You're going to gripe about it. But not everybody wants the portals. So the fact that you're getting straight axles and they're offset, so that's even more scale, is to me is just like, you know, that that is all I need to know. The, so the only downfall and the only gripe I've got to say about it is when somebody goes to buy this, though, it's not like, see, I'm I'm waiting for Axial to hopefully come out with either A, a raw builder's kit like this with the ten three or B, like the deadbolt or the honcho or something that's not a licensed body because the problem that I see, you spend that money, which I know has got to be about 600 bucks, if I'm not mistaken, or yeah. more for that Bronco. Yeah. It is living life as a Bronco. You're not buying that to say i'm taking the body off and i'm taking everything off to do whatever because you're spending a lot of money to get all those extra scale this features. This was
0: my concern with it because like yeah. it is super cool but like that is yeah, you know, was it? i think final price is 580 and yeah. that like you said that that is appealing to you if you want to buy that car and keep it as is like
2: yeah, you got to really like old Broncos to buy
0: <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Which
1: which is very similar to the JL. So the first 10-3 they came out with the JL, it's kind of the same thing. You're spending a lot of money. You better be happy with that body, which for me, being that Jeeps have been growing on me, I said it was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, so that is my only complaint. But like I said, I'm hoping to see down the road – a builder's kit, or like a non branded body setup like a, you know, a dingo or a deadbolt, or a honcho as a 10-3 option. Um, I think that would be, you know, the way to go. Plus, you're going to also allow somebody to get a 10-3 in a entry level price. Yeah. So you're not gonna be paying a premium for you know, all the goodies that the 10-3 has. Um, yeah, so no, that was pretty cool getting to check that out. Um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much AxioFest in a nutshell. I missed Concourse because I was out on trail. Um, but, I mean, there were some cool builds. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. I got to see, so I finally met Javier of um operation 11 charlie i met him in person super rad dude um who else did i meet in person for the first time andre from scale metal supplies oh
0: yeah
1: um and then i'm drawing a blank on what his name is but his buddy who does the weasel fab i met him um in person Uh, there's a couple other guys from socal that were there Um, Didn't have a chance to go over and actually talk to them, but I did see them at their booth. Um, What else? RC girl was there. She did the ultra five. I mean, she did almost like everything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, super fun time, super chill. Uh, They had a, you know, they had the hay bale ride, just like 2019 that went from the base up to a third checkpoint you have like two tiers you can go up to the middle or you can go up to the as far as it would go which isn't quite the top the top's still like another five minute walk from the top but that five minute walk in 90 degree weather is pretty rough um so definitely hydration is key um but yeah i mean it was a fun time i mean I wish I had more time to kind of do a little bit of everything. Um, but, you know, I, all I had was Friday, Saturday, but I can't complain. I was happy with it. Nice. That's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah. Seeing all the pictures definitely had me missing good trails.
1: Yeah. See, and then that's the thing too. Like, you know, it's like, it's been so long since I've been out at an event like that. Um, I think the last big event I've been to was Crawford, well, crawling out of COVID um but yeah so going to axial fest for the first time in two years is like you know it's awesome oh john from canyon was there um got to catch up with him so that was pretty cool so um yeah that's about it i mean it did suck there were some people that i kind of was hoping to see that didn't show up um so i thought for sure being that tegan was um you know a, a, such a big sponsor i thought they would be out there at least somebody from tekin but i didn't see anybody yeah i don't think they went um, and then matt from a main matt hawk he drove up friday to say what's up and chill so we got to catch up and hang out so yeah it was a lot of fun right on
2: Well, do we want to dive into some questions then? Sure.
0: Yeah, let's, let's do that. All right. So our first one is going to be from Alex Sims. He says, when you guys having another guest on, those episodes were always good. Don't know. I did well, make we... myself a note to reach out to, um, to the guy from Weasel. I'm I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, So my, but
1: but he also goes. I saw, I saw him on Instagram. He goes by also like, I'm like, it's a weird name like Amelgross or something like that. Okay. I gotta look it up.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's in our inbox. I just need to go look. I haven't been in our inbox in a while, but um, yeah, I plan to reach out to him. Maybe we can get him on for next week. Um, if not, one of the following weeks. But I know people have been itching for a guest episode, but it's a lot of work coordinating it. And it's a lot of work or it's a lot of time to do that work that I haven't really had to focus on that. Hence why it's been so long since I've recorded the show in the first place.
1: Yeah. Amalgam Am- Am- RC Garage is what he goes by on Instagram.
0: Okay, hmm. I don't think I've seen that page.
1: Yeah, it's he's got that badass. Um it's like a land cruiser. I don't even know what what is fj like 45 truggy dirt racer thing
0: interesting okay
1: it's got like an ifs front end trailing arms in the rear it's pretty wild
0: huh all right
1: they also have this bronco with these bolt-on um like fiberglass looking fenders on it it's pretty sick
0: Um, yeah, I'm gonna reach out to him though, and we'll we'll get him on as soon as possible. He'll probably be our next guest. After that, yeah, we'll just kind of take it week to week. Um, and as always, I, I always always post like post this in the description. But you know, if you guys have anybody you want us to get a hold of, you know, let us know. It's I'll be 100 percent honest. Like it's not always the first thing I'm thinking as far as who I can get on for this week, just because it's not easy trying to hash stuff like that out. We have such peculiar schedules, you know. Um, Nick LaRusso, did Adam hang out with Josh, a.k.a. Harley Designs, at Axial Fest, and how did the Bronco look? Might have found a reason to get a 10-3.
1: So negative. Harley was there. Uh, I saw him, but I did not hang out with him. Um, Typically at those events, uh, he's like, a movie star, I guess you could say so like everybody's like running around like fanboying out and freaking out. So he's like off in his own world. Um, But yeah, no, I didn't. um, The most interaction I had with him was right before the rock bouncing somebody I forget who it was somebody yelled from the crowd that it was his birthday. So everybody so they all sang his birthday, he was like beat red at that point. It was pretty interesting. Um, But yeah, uh, no, but, um, the 10, the ten three three Bronco, like I just said, looks awesome. Super detailed. Um, if you're an early Broncos fan, yes, that is the rig for you. Super detailed. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a scaler. So um, I'd be interested to see kind of how it performs because I know how my 10-3 performs. Then again, I did change some things. So it it is definitely more scale-driven than performance-driven, but it still goes really well. Um, So that'd be the only other, I guess, question I have for it. But um, yeah, I definitely say if you're in the market for a 10-3 and you're a Bronco fan, get it.
0: All right, cool. It does look pretty sweet. Um, Justin Gibhart says, why do people think that brass is an end-all problems fix? Is it just me that sees brass as a band-aid? I run as little brass or weights as I can get away with and do suspension tuning and play with weight distribution to make my rigs capable. I just see companies pumping out needless brass option parts, and it blows my mind that some people buy brass. That stuff can't actually hinder performance. Yeah, I mean I basically echoes. Yeah, we've talked I ever about that a about. lot. Yeah. yeah. I think this is just yeah, basically a summary of we, know, probably thirty percent of the you. words that I've said on this show since I've been on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I think like everybody know, like all companies know that you sell something in brass, they and people for some reason instantly go for it. Um, I think brass is one of those things that I think it was originally, like, there were there were a couple companies that came out with brass for certain parts because, yeah. you know, you wanted to be able to add some weight. Like, you know, whether it be uh, wheel hubs or anything of that nature, anything around the wheel. Like, even um, Vanquish makes the SLWs in brass, which I definitely think can help when you're going for, like, okay, I just need a little bit of weight here, you know, this and that. But, like, where it got, started getting, like, really ridiculous is, like, when they come up with, like, motor mounts or servo horns or bumper mounts you're just like all right at that point it's getting a little yeah. ridiculous because it's like realistically what do you need like for your bumper mount why do you need a brass bumper mount that high up that is not adding the weight you want
2: Brad, that is
1: yeah you know but um it does have a like, place but exactly just people it just has got carried place away. so
0: yeah it's one of those weird things where it's like because i agree with what he says entirely and i've said this several times before i'm sure people are kind of tired of hearing about it actually but like it you know it's it's one of those things where people just kind of go crazy and i mean in all fairness to a lot of the companies that sell that stuff i mean how people are gonna buy it you know then and what what's the harm it's not really their problem at that point so yeah i mean i but i definitely do agree i think that I think it's getting better though, and I think more people are coming around to that. So maybe like maybe people are starting to sort out that like just adding bits of it isn't going to help stuff, and people are actually learning a little bit in terms of technical knowledge because yeah, you can achieve a lot of those things without spending any money, and you know get get your desired performance out of it. And you know if if you do want to buy some brass for here or there, you know there's also no hurt in that either, but. You know, you've seen some of those rigs that are just you know, top to bottom covered in it.
2: Yeah. I think axle tubes and wheel weights are fine. Yeah. That's I th- like I the think right so. kind of weight. So
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah,
2: at the very most.
0: Um Tyrone Dunkley asked if we had people on the ground there. Adam was there, of course, and it looks like Tyrone was there as well. Um Dylan Hunter says how was Axial Fest and anything you would change on how they did any events or have done differently
1: so the one thing I forgot to mention which I thought was pretty cool is at the end of the day they did a like little like hour-ish long award ceremony slash raffle instead of doing it all Saturday night Now, I thought that was pretty cool because it kind of speeds things up. You're just kind of like, all right, you know, like they kind of like – because I think that's where they handed out the trophies for like, okay, if you did concourse, that's when you'd get your trophies for concourse. Or you did ultra five. That's where you got your stuff for that because I think there was really like two or three events uh, Friday and then two or three events Saturday – so Thursday, I don't really think there was a lot going on. There might have been a little bit of a raffle, but um, I wasn't there for Thursday. Um, but I do know there weren't really any big events going on on Thursday. Um, but yeah, the, on- the only thing I would change differently, but obviously that's just due to the year, is going to be uh, – it's really going to come down to the camping and parking. If they can get the camping and parking dialed in for when everything's you know back to normal, then – I, then it's going to be game on, right back to where it was. Um, but, yeah, that's about it.
0: Okay. Um, Chris Trudeau, he says, <laughs> how does Adam compare Axial Fest 2021 with the previous ones? What was his favorite trail? Um, actually, I'll stop there, and then you can a- answer the favorite trail, Brit, and then I'll just ask one question at
1: a time. Okay, so my favorite trail I think would have to be probably, I believe it's Trail Q, which was Canyon Coolers Trail. They're just the ones who sponsored it. I really like that trail because it used a lot of the slab portion, like the granite areas of uh, Donner, and I'm a big granite fan. I think it's got great traction. It's got some of the coolest natural lines. Um, It's some of the most technical when it comes to like trying to pick the certain lines and going up. Um, and like the scenery and everything around that area is just like super cool. So that would have to be my favorite. Um, and then comparing it to previous years, like I said earlier, it's clo- like, like I said, it reminds me a lot of the earlier years only due to the amount of um, participation, like the amount of, you know, people that were there. Uh, versus previous years other than that i mean it's really no different the only other thing which like i keep remembering all this stuff as i'm like going through it the only thing that really kind of confused me about this year was i got home opened up my swag pack and my t-shirt it just says axial fest 2021 and then it has uh i think it has horizon on the side of the sleeve and there's no sponsors on the back Huh, it's huh. a it's a very blank shirt I was kind of confused because I was like why did they do it this way this year
2: I wonder if it's just because of it kind of being
1: a weird year that's what yeah
2: I'm you know like i mean it was and wasn't kind of last minute like you know what I mean
1: yeah and then the the only other thing was the uh the the 2021 patch is like almost two sizes bigger than any of my other patches oh weird i'll take a picture I'll, I'll post it up on our on our page I, i'll get them all out and i'll i'll post them up it's it's very interesting huh but yep um
0: does michelle attend events like this or does she actively go crawling with you at times like when you would go to the cabin
1: so honestly she picks and chooses some of the events um she has, like, you know, become friends with a lot of my group and a lot of the people I go crawling with, and even people I know in the industry. So she enjoys going out to some of these events. She won't just go, like, if I say, yeah, we're going to go hit Folsom and go crawling, she's kind of like, eh, I'm not going to go. But now, if she's like, if there's an event there and there's going to be people and whatever, she'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll go because if I don't run, I can at least, you know, hang out and BS with people. So um, honestly, she's only been to like, I want to say like two real events, maybe three now. Um, Other than that, she typically, like I said, she'll, you know, she doesn't really go. Um, She has her own rig. I got her a 2017 Axial um, Jeep uh, JK to kind of mimic her one-to-one, which after this trip, I definitely need to do some, uh, you know, maintenance and upgrades to it, make it a little more, uh capable for her um but yeah um so it really comes down to like what the event is this is her first axial fest she's been to one g6 event and she's been to one of chris's events and that's pretty much it all right
0: um Hoping to get a trial run of my Challenges event in the next week or so. Looking forward to have Travis and Jay and Adam, if he wants to make the drive, attend the main event TBD based on the SOR schedule, of
2: course. Oh, I didn't know that he was. I mean, is he waiting on us to tell him when we can go down there?
0: Kind of. He was kind of waiting to schedule it. Kind of. He was kind of Oops. waiting to see if this was something we were going to be able to do. Um, gotcha. And I have not been able to get back to him about that yet and I haven't been able to talk to you about it. So Right.
2: Okay. Gotcha.
0: Um yeah. So I I had told him um before I'd went to Oregon that I was going to try and swing down there at some point on a, you know, on a weekend or something and attend one of the crawls he was talking about um in August sometime, but I haven't made it as far as like actually getting any plans together, or trying to get something sorted out, I figured if actually. you can't go for you know any reason, then I may just pop down there for a Sunday and attend one of his group crawls or something.
2: Well, I'm definitely down. I would I would like to go do that.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, Chris will link up with you at some point. Um, yeah, cause it's really not that far, especially for me. Um. Yeah. Scooter Scott says glad to hear Adam. Ha- oh, glad to hear Adam added his signature to the operation 11 Charlie flag. Will any of you be a pro line by the fire?
1: Probably not. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be for me either. Yeah. I just, you know, I just don't know if I can make the commitment to drive that far um, for that event. Um, See, like, I guess what people don't realize is, especially with like, uh, like even Crawford Cure, you um axial fest that's all up within an hour of auburn so i have you know a comfortable place to stay um you know proline you're going to be either. i don't think there's that many hotels in that area you're going to be camping it um so you just got to make sure you have everything when you go there um but yeah so i probably won't be going to that um but yeah no it was actually it's funny that he brings that up So I was talking with Javier about that. And I said, are you having anybody sign your, your flag? And he goes, yeah, but I don't have that silver Sharpie. And I said, you know, I have a gold paint pen from like when, you know, it's really cheesy, but when people used to ask us to sign stuff for two chain scalers. So I have the gold. I said, well, I have the gold and he's all, let's try it out. So we tried it on a little corner and it kind of showed up. So he's like, just sign it. So I signed it. So I said, okay, you can barely see it, but. It's there. That's cool. Nice.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much a No, I think just across the board, by the fire is probably not happening for us. That is not a good time so well, it's October early October.
1: Just not something a good like time. that. It's, it's just, just a...
2: so far and like logistics-wise for us, it's it's not a good time to know. go to an event. Yeah, it's like either fly and rent a car and everything else or try and drive which i'd rather not do that die right now than
0: drive that far (laughs) not do that ever yeah yeah (laughs) your drive's
1: gonna be even worse is definitely worse than mine mine's like an eight nine hour drive yours has got to be like i think it's 18 or 19. it's
0: like 12 just to get to you adam wow That's a no for me, at least for this year. Um, Andre Campos says, did anyone else buy the smoking hot deal on the star right axle kit at axial Fest?"
1: I didn't even see that.
2: Did I
0: pronounce it star right?
1: Straight axle. Oh, okay. Oh, the straight axle. Straight axle. That's okay. right. They, they had a, um, I didn't see what it was, but I do know they had, if you went by the horizon hobby booth, um they had a lot of show specials for like different things like certain yeah certain you can i think they had a like like the straight axle kits were a certain price what else do they have they might have a couple rigs that were um marked at a certain price but i mean they had their certain gear like i mean if you wanted to get a bunch of swag like if you were just there for the day um they you, you could get a uh what is it the face gator, the the event shirt and a hat for I think it was like twenty five bucks. So oh, like they wow. had a lot of, like, they had a lot of like bundle packages, you know, of stuff there. That's really cool, actually.
0: That is pretty neat. Yeah. Um. We're moving on to the Instagram questions. All right, so Ziggyboard two sixty nine he says. What's your guys' thoughts on the new Red Cat Jeep? Unless we're talking about the 8th scale one.
2: Yeah. From what I understand, it's a when to go with a Jeep body.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't... I The only real thought I have on it, I'll be honest, is I don't really know who
2: they're selling that to. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. You'd have to have some big terrain for that to be fun on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm I mean, I yeah, it could be fun somewhere, but I that seems like a something that already kind of had a narrow market and hey, how about we make this just a tiny bit narrower? At least that's just my opinion. Um, Sack the Ripper he says, "Why do companies keep focusing on releasing RTRs? RS Custom Builders the minority. I like and appreciate Elements Kit version consistency such as the Gatekeeper kit." Enduro builders kit now the builders kit V two. I wish other brands would take a page from their book.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you tell them. <laughs>
0: it's an interesting question because, like, I, t- talking about the Bronco earlier, right? Like saying if you're you're paying five hundred eighty dollars because you want that Bronco, and it's. Well, that Bronco variant of the ten three. I mean, you can't just get the body, as I understand it.
2: But for two hundred fifty bucks.
0: But I'm um, serious. No, I know. But um, I'm trying to be positive here. Um, oh,
2: that was. I'm positive it was like two hundred fifty bucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but I, I see what I see what he means though, because like to me, like that's just it's if you nail it it's great but it also seems like there could just be so much risk in it because if it's an rtr it needs to be almost universally cool right yeah like it exactly. needs to be almost like as as close to objective coolness as you can get and that's the always the part that gets me with like rtrs and stuff and like some of them are like you know pretty badass a lot of them are actually but like i don't know it also seems like it could be so easy to get it wrong too
1: so yeah, that'd be scary I get the appeal
0: of not doing the builders kits. Sorry to cut you off, I was saying I totally understand no, okay. why people don't want to do that cuz I I can I can get with that entirely.
1: <laughs> so my so from just looking at like the track record of Axial, so at one point Axial had almost a kit version of of the same as their ready to run for almost every rig. Um but historically most of their rigs started as an RTR. Then the kit came out later. Um, as of lately, the ten three has been just ready to runs. There has not been a kit version of it. Oh no, I take it back. The mine was a kit. The the JL. Oh, that's was right. They did have a
2: JL kit. I forgot about that.
1: That was a kit. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, I uh, kind of forgot about that too. Um, so. I guess just some of the stuff you got to give it time, I'm sure it'll come out. Um, it's just that typically there's a lot of people in this hobby that you know, like I think that the true custom builders, the people that love to build stuff, I want to say it's like a fifteen to twenty five percent of the fan base is that way. The rest, they want the car, they want to go. They don't want to spend time working on it. They don't want to spend time building it. They don't want to, you know, they just want to run it. then when something breaks, they'll replace that part as it breaks. Um, That's just typically what I've seen. So that's why I think as a business, which you also got to remember, you know, Horizon Hobbies, which now owns Axial, they're in it ultimately to make money. So if people are going to be buying ready to runs because they want to get out on the trail versus coming out with kits and then the kits don't do that well, they're not selling them. Well, then it's been wasted money. So I think that's, you know, kind of their, you know, logic to it. I can't, you know, say that's the exact reason or speak on any other company. I'm just saying from my perspective of what I've seen in the past, um, typically the kits don't always sell. And that's why I think they're sticking, you know, focusing on ready to runs first and then kits either follow suit later um, or yeah,
2: i i don't know i don't enjoy building the kits just because it's monotonous but i do like all the cosmetic stuff you know i don't like assembling the chassis and everything else like it's i think the last kit that i built was the gatekeeper when it came out like almost a year ago now and uh that was that was it everything else that i've been doing lately has been an rtr with a different body or taking the rtr body and
1: spicing it up and that's really about it Well, see and that's the thing like for me i typically don't run the stock electronics anyways i mean i literally have a box that says stock electronic, uh, stock electronic takeoffs and i got servos speed controls motors I mean, I just got extra parts and it's like, because you paid for it, you kind of don't have the heart to just throw it out. But at the same time, I know it's probably going to spend the most of its life sitting in that box because I just typically don't run it. So for me, that's where I like the kit is a little more enjoyable. Cause it's like, all right, I'm getting it for a little bit of a, quote unquote discounted price because I'm assembling it and it's not coming with electronics. And then I get to put in the electronics that I want to run in that car. Right. Cause actually now that I think about it, my 10-3 was a kit. My Capra was a kit. The only like latest release from Axial that I've gotten that wasn't a kit, was either the one twenty fourth scale or the rift? Yeah. So, both both of my last releases have been kit version.
2: Travis actually building a kit right now.
0: I am. I am. Well, building is relative. I've opened the box. The frame rails are on my bench.
2: That's oh, easily seventy five percent of it. <laughs> yeah So he's staring
1: at a kid. That's
0: seventy five percent of what I'm getting done this week. Gotcha.
2: Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: uh, There was a question in response, like in conjunction with that. Actually, it was um, from Checkered Pass five hundred three. He says, "Has Travis committed to?" Yeah, it is Chris, isn't it? That he said, "Has Travis committed to a comp truck over scale truck for the next build?" And the answer is, I haven't committed to anything yet, but. It's likely going to be a pretty healthy blend of both. I'm thinking it's going to be, like, older Forerunner. That's kind of what I was kicking around today. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll try and document it. I'm usually pretty bad about that. Um. Yeah, so we'll find out. But, yeah, kind of interesting to do a kit build. I mean, there were obviously other motivations for getting it, too, but I do want to turn it into something cool. Um... See, Compass RC, do you think we will see a 124th scale gatekeeper soon? I would love that. That'd be cool. I don't know. That seems that seems like it could be kind of far-fetched on the company side, but it would be pretty
2: badass if they did. Yeah, they'd have to get mold made for the cage and everything else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth their time, but it would be cool. I do think it'd be neat. I'd get it if they made it. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um He also asks, "Also, do you see us getting more options for Lexan interiors anytime soon?"
2: God, I hope so.
0: That would be cool. Kind of feel like that's teetering towards a no though.
1: I'd say it'd be very cool, but don't hold your breath.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that is officially all the questions.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I've been kind of talking about this on the show lately in the last context of what you were talking about, about building a rig for performance slash scale. Um, I kind of want to get... That was one thing I did say, you know, backing this up, um, that I want to do differently for Axial Fest is a lot of the the stuff that Axial Fest does like, or just like any, you know, event does most of the trail is a little more on the technical side. So having a super scale rig isn't necessarily going to get you through everything. Um, you'll probably be worried about banging it up, doing, you know, certain stuff with it. So I definitely want to build that rig up that I was talking about that make it a little more performance driven. Um, but I'm, well, I need to get started, but I'm kind of on a writer's block because I'm torn because I have that original axial um, Betty body, not the b seventeen Betty, but the other version they called the Betty. Um, you can look it up in their uh, what is it called the legacy section or discontinued section on their website. Um, it was actually the body that came in my very first axial kit, and I have one, and I'm just torn. Do I do a mimic of that that they had on the box, the two-tone green and gray? Or do I do, like, my typical, my own color scheme? Or do I do, like, an old rig? I I just can't make up my mind. Because I only have one body. I can't mess it up.
2: Uh, Yeah, that'd be – yeah, I don't know. (laughs)
1: So, and it's not like you've made a wrap mold or, you know, for it. So it's like, I can't go, Oh yeah, I don't like it. So we're just going to wrap over it. It's like, no, there's no, you know, there was never any wraps designed for it. So it's like, I don't know. I can't make up my mind. I'd be worried about getting like a run in the paint or something. That'd be my
2: luck. Have a super rare body and I'd somehow jack it up.
1: No, I get what you're saying um i don't know i'm kind of leaning towards because i just think it's kind of i don't know why i think it's kind of cool but i just think it's kind of cool copying the original truck that i saw on the box i mean i still have that box that's like my only complete axial box i have all my other ones i usually cut the top off so i save like the one panel and then throw the rest of the box out But that first kit is the only one I have, and it's got it on there. So it's pretty cool. And actually, a fun fact Randall is actually on that box. Um, he's one of the guys pointing like he's a, um, like he's a, what's the word? I'm drawing a blank now. Spotter. Spotter. He's really? like spotting the driver. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool. So, um, wow. yeah. So, I don't know i might put up a poll on uh, one of our socials whether it's that scale rc or my personal um and just ask you know just like just to see what people have to say i mean i don't know i'm torn but like i definitely want to make it more performance like i have a set of 10-3 axles for it um, i picked up that uh holmes hobby uh, revolver series motor for it um so i definitely want to make it more like performance but i still want to you know do something with the body i just don't know or do i just not use that body for that one at all and just put it up on the shelf and go with something else it's just the hard part is like today i saw this picture it's been floating around um that this guy i don't know if he's selling the rig or if it's whatever he's doing with it but it's it's a De- he has a dewalt body on it and that's got all this he's got the specs all listed for it but it's on a cliffhanger now don't get me wrong i think the cliffhanger is a very cool body i like i dig the pinched and dovetailed i really do the problem is i think it's like the power wagon, and it's played out already i think everybody's got it so it's just yeah. hard to like commit to that body at least for me
0: that's fair yeah
1: That's why I'm like, okay, well, I could use this old body and, you know, do something different.
2: You could get that new Buffalo body. I could. Do a square body Chevy.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I did a square body Chevy.
2: That'd be cool.
1: said we have for tonight. The only other thing I was gonna mention is um have you seen the Pitbull RC Gold Series battery? No. No. Oh. So they're pretty pimp. They were actually up at um they were actually up at Axial Fest showing off those batteries. So it's the well it's the first battery I've seen of its kind. It's a Lipo battery. Um, I believe it's a soft pack, but it's got just like, you know, your tool batteries, it's got an indicator that'll tell you how much, how charged it is. So it'll say like 50%. I mean, like, what else? Let me look at it real quick. What does it say?
0: Oh, I see.
1: Low 30%, 60%, or 100%. So, I think that's pretty cool because you'll be able to like push the button real quick and just be like, all right, what's this battery at without, you know, one having to have a battery checker or two just going, oh, I don't know. And then, you know, that could lead to, you know, poor battery life, which actually I got a story about that. Uh-huh. Um, and they're actually not bad as far as price. Like, I just looked up the 500, 5,000 milliamp. Which is a 50C discharge 3S lipo is only 80 bucks. That's really not that bad. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable for, for what it is. So, pretty cool. Um, they're calling it the all-new Pure Gold battery lineup.
2: They're doing so, an event, it looks like, too, in Pennsylvania.
1: Nice. But yeah, um, what else I going to say? Um, yeah, so battery story. So it's interesting, but then again, these are my two oldest batteries. So I had a Venom 54, or 5400 milliamp um, 3S battery that I probably had for about eight or nine years now. I had two of them, but I gave one to Michelle's dad. Um, and that battery went all day in the car for thomas then uh then i put it in my backpack and when my max amps died i threw that in the car just to get me down off the um top of the world and i got all the way down to the shuttle ride and lipoed out so i'm like, all right so i threw it in my backpack and just took the shuttle ride down that was the end of the day went to go charge it and that i can't get that battery to charge keep saying error so either A, it went under what it like the safe, you know, recommended discharges, which is weird because um, all mine have the LIPO cutoff. so that shouldn't be the answer. One battery is super puffy, so I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. Uh, because then the same thing happened. It was interesting that it, that happened on the same trip. Uh, then the same battery that I gave Michelle's dad, he ran it all day. Saturday, it finally died, or Friday, it finally died. We went to charge the same thing. It it went on the charger for about five minutes and said it was done, which is weird because if it was run all the way down, it should take more than five minutes to charge. So I think one of the cells is letting go. Uh But I'm not sure.
2: Those Pitbull batteries are only like 42 bucks
1: For the small ones.
2: The bigger ones they get. Is it? Because I, I only saw one price for all of them.
1: So what you do so what you do is you go on their website. I was just on it. And then you click the, the oh, size. Oh, I see.
2: It changes. And then the price. All right. It, it'll change. So yeah, 4,300, 3S, five nine. It's still not bad.
1: But, yep. So I now have to look into getting rid of those LiPos because I don't think I can save them. I've tried... I've even tried, you know, the super low amp charge, and it still wigs out, so.
0: Dad, what about you? What do you have for tonight? If anything.
2: Not much, really. It's kind of about it, honestly. Just everything that we had already discussed. I don't really have a lot going on right now as far as builds or anything else. Yeah. Work has been busy enough. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Kind of, kind of boring on my end. We, we did get out to do some trailing the other day. That was pretty yeah, fun. We did.
0: Got up to Washington park. I was able to film at Washington park for the first time. That was fun. So that was a cool time. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. We really lucked out that day with, like, parking and everything.
0: No, we definitely did. We definitely did. So, yeah, I got some videos to make for sure. I should have one ready to go by the end of this week because we did some filming at the Ecto. Yeah. Uh, I've got a bunch of film on tap for that that I haven't even touched. So.
2: We got over 2,000 views on that one clip of it.
0: Oh, the slow-mo clip? Yeah. That was cool. That That was a fun one.
1: Yeah, that was. Definitely. You know, that's the one thing I wish I did differently this year since I did so much driving. I really do wish that I, you know, filmed more. I really didn't. I snapped some pictures, or quite a few pictures, but I didn't really film. I need to, I just need to upgrade my GoPro. I'm still working on the, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, session, the first one that came out. Oh, yeah so i just need to you know bite the bullet and just get a new one something newer that works better filming's
2: tough when you're out driving you know by yourself you know because it's a lot of setup and everything it's always easier to film someone else or have somebody fill you film you but i don't know it's I, I definitely would like to do more video, but it's just a pain in the ass. with so like trying to get a tripod set up and everything else. And I don't know, it's just involved.
1: No, I hear that.
0: We were just talking on like, uh, on Washington park and we were there. Cause we had two cars and we were sitting there like, man, a third person would be so nice for this. Oh <laughs> this yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I need to start thinking about, too, is different ways to kind of deal with that because it can be pretty cumbersome trying to get decent stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: <sighs> um, but yeah, no, I and I didn't have anything to contribute to tonight, really, I'll be honest. Um, I've got the build, so I'm going to try and make some progress with that. So by the time this all came out, uh, the new battery mounts should be here, so I'll have some stuff to post about those. Nice. That way people can see pictures of that all installed. So that'd be cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. So yeah.
0: That's about it for cool. me.
2: Well, should we call it then?
0: Yeah, we're an hour ten in. We could call it here. Okay. Well, cool. Alrighty. Well, yeah, if anybody else wants to get a last word and otherwise we can call it Sounds good. All right. (laughs) All right. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, We will talk to you guys next week, hopefully with the guests. Just stay tuned to the page, and we will do our best to keep you updated. So thanks, guys. See you.
2: See you, guys. See ya.